make me record so late because you got all these Yahoo things that you can't blow off. And, you know, it's Portugal versus West Coast, U.S. eight-hour difference. But it's daylight savings this week in Portugal. It's a week before the U.S. daylight savings. So um, it's actually an hour earlier here than it usually is. So it's actually only 1030 right now. But it's not that late. Nice. Yeah. So you, we, we gain an hour sleep, right? That's how it works, right? You get an extra hour. You will get it on Sunday. I already got it. But like this week, my XM show, instead of being at 5 p.m., is at 4 p.m. And I've almost forgotten before. I, I was I was ready for it this week. but it, It's know, like when we go to labor because Phoenix, half the year, it's an hour off California. Or, and then the other half, it's not. Yeah. Right. It's like that. But imagine you have daylight. Yeah, it's like that because you have daylight savings, which you could forget anyway. But it's daylight savings in one location and not the other. So, it, it, yeah, right. it's kind of like Arizona. Why don't we just start with, with the football stuff first? Because there's a lot of important football stuff. First off, you, this is you're a hero on this podcast because you pushed hard for the Chiefs. I think people on Twitter are getting it wrong. They're like, you were so big on the Bengals and Dalton said, you know, no, it was like I was leaning Bengals. I was open-minded. Uh, you made a good case. But I will say that when I saw the, the percentages, only 46% were on the Bengals and 38 were on the Chiefs. And I really did think the Bengals straight up were a better play. I wasn't pissed at you, but I was just pissed. I was like, oh, we didn't even get the pot odds. I thought maybe 25 would be on the Chiefs, 22, and 50 would be on the Bengals. But it was 46-38, so it was like negligible difference almost. But in the end, it just matters to be on the winner. You're on the team that wins. It's, it's better than – it doesn't matter what the numbers are. I mean, it was great that 46% of the pool just got dropped also. Chiefs were ugly, but it doesn't matter. You know, results are what matter, right? It doesn't matter that that was also sketchy. It doesn't matter. You made the right call. We got through – it was the team that won instead of the team that lost. And, you know, the Bengals are up 31-20. Jeff is still bitching about that uh, really bad uh, personal foul hit that gave the Jets the first down and basically ended the game. But I thought it was a great call myself. Uh, I was very happy to see it. And uh, good job, man. You got to see – you did – here's the thing. You've been a nutless monkey all year. I'm always making the choice, always putting it all on the line. I take the Ravens, that, that game against the Lions. I'm the bad guy. But the one time we needed you, you did step up. So good job. Yeah, I think I've, I have voiced my opinion a little bit more, but thank you for the credit. And uh, I'm getting a lot of props on Twitter. And I think I gave even more of an impassioned plea on XM than I did this pod last week uh, of, of anti-Bengals. But I appreciate all the, the props on Twitter. I assume most are coming from this podcast. So it was a crazy game. We're, we're, we're you know, texting back and forth. Uh, Mike White, I mean, Magic Mike had 217 passing yards at halftime. Joe Burrow at 82. There was missed kicks. There was some... I was like, I even willed it in. I'm like, the Jets have not had an interception all season. This would be a perfect time. And Burrow inside five minutes in his own well, inside his own 30. I mean, that was ridiculous. Uh, all the dump offs. My wife had the Bengals sitting next to me on the couch in her last survivor strike in this thing and all upset. I'm like, well, you didn't listen to me all week because what's it's your fault for not listening well, to me. Also, podcast, I've been, dude, does she want the six week. mil or does she want the couple crappy totally, couple of yeah. grand she's gonna win? She's like, No, I'd rather win two grand than you win six mil. And I informed then, her and I informed her of my plans to go meet in Vegas with the private jet and all. She's like, Oh, you do these plans without me knowing. I'm like, I think you'd be okay with it. You realize if you win six three million dollars, right? Okay, but anyway, that was a yeah. crazy game, and then it was a free roll for Monday night that was really life and death. I mean, I hate that Corey Davis ends up randomly getting hurt, whereas both Shepard and Tony are fine for the Giants. It's just like, right. oh, well, Shepard like, got hurt in the game. 
I know, but I'm making these decisions. Corey Davis was not even questionable. And suddenly for one receivers that it's like, yeah. and Mike White was in the medical tent at some point yeah. in that. Right. Game. He was, he was, but, but, but there was a, a, I mean, the helmet helmet hit at the end was unquestionably a, a bad call that went our way. Um, there was uh, some in the, the offsides. Uh, dude, did you see Mahomes throw that pick? With, he, I mean, he can claim he threw that pick because he knew it was offsides, but I don't know. Late, we might have got lucky there. Oh, so, I know that uh, was anyway. that was a huge. There's so many plays. The Giants. Yeah. I mean, and friggin' Ingram, who I dump on, who's terrible. Oh, scores I was like, a touchdown. So perfect when he scored to knock us. I get out knocked out by my own team by the player I hate most. I know. And not only that, but I, I think we need to give credit where credit's really due. Just to me for making that tweet saying the Bengals just could not lose. I even got some guy tried to to tag. Old, takes. old tweets, old takes, old takes exposed. exposed. Yeah, yeah. And I knew, you know, that was the risky run for the reverse jinx that uh, splits the quantum state. And so that we go into the one universe where the Bengals actually lose that game. I had to do it by making that absolute claim, which is what always happens if you make an absolute claim. And I knew there was a risk that people would see it that way. But okay, I took but one for the team. you, right? Because years ago when I actually did tweet more, I tweeted something like there's a 0% chance this person will blow this save because I had money on the, like the Indians <laughs> right, in the playoffs. And he, blew the, and he blew it. And Old Takes did it. I was not just tagged. Old Takes or, uh, retweeted me. So I got, you know, a thousand people calling me an idiot. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I was reverse jinxing. You yeah, yeah. Understand. Old so, Takes, I mean, that Old Takes thing, it's a good concept. But you need to, you know, if you can't tell what a re- the difference between a reverse jinx and a sincere take, really, I think there's a 0% chance. I would have bet yeah. all my money on the Bengals and I would just, I don't need to win six mil. I can just every day, just if, I, just if I can tell a 0% chance, I can just money line that shit all in. I mean, so dumb. But anyway, it's funny. Uh, that guy was trying to call me out, but it was totally worth it. Good job. In the end, you know, we can joke about it, but you did, you pushed for the Chiefs. I'm pretty sure I would have taken the Bengals. I hear you about the, uh, the percentages, though. Oh, when those came out, I was like, oh, man, you're kidding me. Way than I thought. But we're down to 1,100. It's pretty sick. Yeah, there's like 1,100-something people left. And, you know, we're a team of destiny. We know we're going to win. Uh, we have to navigate some serious shit, and I want to talk about this. We can talk about this first, and then we'll go into the games. <laughs> By the way, we're 4-1 and one the last two weeks in Super Contest. Now we're five games over 500. We're not out of, we're not out of it. If we go 5-0 and 4-1 and one again... You know, now we're starting to get in the fringes of, of contention here. So let's not, not sleep on that. That's only a cool, what, mil, mil and a half or something like that. I don't know how much that is. Yeah. We don't, it's, it's chump change to us, but it's, it's, not, it's not nothing, you know? I mean, yeah, no, I could buy not. dinner with that or something. I, you know, real quick, I realized watching that game Monday night that Kansas City one year went 15-1 and one and their only loss was a 14-point home favorites against the Raiders in which I had them in Survivor. And the amount of money and heartache they cost me the last two Super Bowls, knocking my Niners out in a big Super Bowl ticket, and I bet on them last Super oh, Bowl. I'm like, foolish. this team is like literally, if they had done Monday night, I'm like, okay, <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, that would have been like the worst team. I yeah. got to avoid KC at all costs moving forward. But thankfully, they pulled through. No. Boy, that's, that was not comfortable watching them. I know dude, I was watching by myself in the morning, yeah. and I was like, dude, this is – but every time I got nervous, I was like, we're a team of destiny. We can't lose. Like – as I've said on the show many times, we can no more lose this contest than Oedipus could not have his fate by being, they put him, you remember the story of Oedipus where his family, they, they hear the prophecy that he's going to sleep with his mother and kill his father. And they, and so they put him on this like raft down the river. So he's like estranged from his family. But of course that was the very thing. Cause he didn't know who they were. And he comes back and he does exactly what he's fated to do. And we can no more avoid winning this pool than Oedipus could have avoid his fate. So 
Dude, so, literally, I, literally today, Mason's asking Carly, uh, "I want to marry you, Mom." And I and I and I sent her. This is called an Oedipus complex. Literally well, today, well, yeah. that happened. I mean, this of is course, wild. Of course, now bringing that up. I mean, that's that's crazy. He's the right. He's the right age for it. Uh, so we know we're going to win, but we just have to work it out. We're not going to win. We're only going to win if we do the things we need to to win. But we're going to do the things we need to to win because we're fated yeah. to win. Just like Oedipus' parents put him on that raft. They didn't do that. It wouldn't happen. They wouldn't have not done that because there is going to happen. That's how I feel. So we have to work this stuff out. But in doing so, we are going to come to the right teams. And all we have to do is keep winning. That's all we have to do. But there's something that I just realized this week that's very fucked up. And it's, it's an opportunity, but it's very, very fucked up, which is that Aaron Rodgers just was on the COVID list on Wednesday. Like, boom, Aaron Rodgers not playing. I had written up that beating the book as a pick him. And then I had to change it to seven and a half immediately. Well, it's just random that it happened on Wednesday and not Saturday or Sunday. I mean, it could easily happen on Sunday or Saturday night after the picks are locked. This is going to happen. And, and I've been saying this on the XM show, and I don't think like people are, are totally getting it because a lot of people think, oh, if we uh, do some hocus pocus with this, these prevention measures, or we do this, or we do that, or we go eight feet away or 10 feet away or whatever. But if you look at it, like just the data as objectively as possible it's just seasonal, like in different seasons, like Florida got hit this summer because it's hot as hell in Florida and people are inside in air conditioning and they're all inside. And if someone gets the virus, it spreads and their numbers spiked. And then after it got more pleasant to be outside, the numbers go down. I mean, it's just like everywhere in the world has the same sort of pattern, this wave of spikes about a month and a half, and then it goes down. Well, what do you think is going to happen in the Northeast and Midwest where most of the teams play? It's November. It's going to get cold. People are going to be indoors. This stuff's going to spread. You're already seeing it just now. Just as the weather is turning, we see Rogers, Saquon. We start. We see people, you know, Devontae Adams last week. They're going to start to get it. This is my, at least my theory. It's borne out in most of the data for how this is sort of cyclically spread. Like one month, one season, like it's the worst in the Northeast. One season, it's the worst in Florida. So the, this is the COVID season. And so what's going to happen is these players are going to get it like crazy. And the rules in the NFL are so strict this year that I think you're going to have a, a team that's a 10-point favorite, and then the quarterback is going to be declared out Saturday morning, and you're going to be like, holy shit. And so what I think we need to do as a result is focus even more on pot odds, which are going to be very noisy on the uh, office football pools, but which will be ascertainable from the, the team's left. We're going to start to be able to figure out based on like what teams have less. And one of the things we screwed up last week, I mean, we didn't screw it up because we won, is that there were only 56% of the people had the Bengals left. So they, 46 was actually very high. It was 80% of the people who could have used them, used them. But there were just a lot of people who used them in that Jacksonville game earlier in the year. So we, we couldn't get the pot odds that we wanted because we could see if we had looked more closely at the... At, we needed like 100%. Yeah. We need 100%. Yeah. And it was just not... And, and the Chiefs surprised me how high they were, but okay, fine. But it was more the Chiefs that were high. If the Chiefs were like 22 and the Bengals were 48 or 50, I would have been like, okay, good choice. Point is, going forward, because there's going to be a lot of uncertainty with this stuff and crazy rug pulls are going to happen, it's all about the pot odds. It's all about – because that is always going to be, no matter what happens with the players or who's got COVID, that's always going to be real, like the, the payoff for people being on team. So I just – let's orient even more toward being – 
contrarian. Yeah, I one, guess. Uh, yeah. Rogers is seven and eight, seven to eight points. The line has moved. I mean, that's pretty drastic. Uh, and by the way, at least one team remaining. I was looking at the matrix. At least one team remaining uh, has used the Texans this season. So that's real man. So he's good real, enough. Real man. So that guy's ones, not gonna win. Yeah. So no well, way. he's good enough to remain after. I guess admit me up to this. Still, I felt like that was a real man thing that had to be noted. I looked at that. Drawing like, dead. Wow. Real man's drawing dead in Survivor. There's just real man can't play Survivor. Real man, real man has astronomical odds to win in Survivor because he's he does stuff like that. You just cannot. I mean, you just cannot. Remember, they were underdogs that first week too. Yeah, Jacksonville's yeah, favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And whenever I send people this stuff, their first response is always like, I'm so mad at the seven people who didn't do their picks. That's whatever. There are no entries. That, they hate it. Yeah. Another, yeah. Yeah. People hate that. It's like the guy who you're like, the guy who you're driving on the highway and he just merges at hundred miles an hour and doesn't even look that you're coming. And you're like, you're like, holy shit, this guy just zipped onto the highway without even looking. You're like, yeah, that's a real man, but he's not going to, that's not going to, that's not a sustainable behavior to not look, you know, just yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've seen that, right? You've seen someone do that. Yeah, like, of course. Like, holy, you're like, dude, what the fuck? All right, so that's that. And we got to actually, we could maybe talk about our pick, but maybe we'll just get to it during the, we'll go through the games and then sure. it'll come up. Like the, the possibilities, I think is probably the way to do it. Sure. All right. We're going to have a lot in common because there are seven unanimous picks this week. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is by far the most. There was like three or four early and usually it's like one or two. But all right, Jets plus 10 and a half at Colts. I was on the Jets initially by my line but i just realized thursday night short week jets coming off that big win i think the colts are just going to kill them yeah i like the jets here but um or at least originally i'm kind of with you though because the setup here yeah colts coming off an awful loss in, in overtime so i could see the blowout and magic mike wears off but uh he was all dink and dunk too is that the yeah. lowest a dot going for 400 yards dude it was such a shan i just noticed such a shanahan week you know the number two fantasy qb last week was jimmy g and number three was Mike White. It's pretty funny. Anyway, yeah. I'll take the who's, points. Who's number one? Uh, Josh Allen. Oh, Josh Allen, right. Okay. Yeah. You're taking the points. All right, we can skip yeah. that. I'm not like dying to use it. Plus, right. rushing our picks in is, is not ideal either for the Thursday game. Texans plus six and a half at Dolphins. I made the Dolphins my best bet. Trying to go. I went eight and oh, by the way. Carolina covered last week, even though I, I said I should have taken the Eagles, who just won easily. Eight no, they're putting it on the line. One in two hundred fifty-six. I'm trying to get to one in five hundred twelve, and I'm on the Dolphins. So let's use them. It's only six and a half. I I would vastly prefer it be Davis Mills than Tyrod Taylor. I think that's uncertain right now. But even with Taylor coming off the layoff, I just think the Dolphins. The Dolphins are, are last week's Eagles. Like the Eagles are a below-average team, but they're a real team, and they're had a bad run, and then they get to. Uh, face a true doormat in the Lions, and they just destroyed them. I think the same thing is going to happen with the Dolphins, Texans. Yeah, I'm with you here. You know things are getting serious when I shoot you an email uh, already talking Survivor this week, and I said, you know, I'm leaning Miami here. It's just wild for a one and seven team, but their secondary is healthier now. They held Josh Allen to his 5.9 YPA last week, even though I guess he put up the fantasy points, nevertheless. And I know you said it could be noise, and totally doesn't matter. But Davis Mills at home, six touchdowns, one interception, 8.3 YPA on the road. 5.0 YPA, one touchdown, seven picks, one touchdown in four games on the road. Um, but if Tyrod Taylor plays, then, then we'll have to really circle back here. Also, Tua, as you sent me today, missing practice or, or limited with a finger injury. That's not ideal either. But Miami doesn't have their first-round pick next year. Flores is going to have them ready. Like, hope, theoretically, the Eagles destroyed the Lions last week. Yeah, no, I, I, like, I like the setup. It would be very uh, bait-and-switchy, though, if we thought we were getting – Tua against Mills, and we were getting uh -huh. Brissett 
against uh, Tyrod yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Then it would be more like a pick em. I oh, wouldn't yeah. say it's a pick em, but it would be closer, yeah. and yeah. we would really be, you know, sweating yeah. it. All right, oh, but yeah, we're a team of yeah. destiny. If we do take them, they will win. It doesn't really matter which quarterback starts. All right, Broncos plus nine and a half at Cowboys. I took Dallas. I think Dallas is good. Ooh. I don't feel strongly about it, but it was just it was a one that I was you know close on. But I took Dallas. Yeah, I took the points, but I was super close too. They're so good at home. You look at Dak this year. Speaking of splits, dude has 10 touchdowns, one interception, 9.1 YPA at home. And he's been doing that for the last couple of years. Yeah. So I could see them easily. I mean, they're trading away Vaughn Miller. The Broncos, a bunch of injuries on defense, but they do have Jerry Judy back. So I could see a black backdoor cover too. I mean, Dallas is definitely an option in, um, in, in Oh, absolutely. We'll talk yeah. about that. When we'll, we yeah. get to the end, we'll talk about that. I mean, the, the problem with the Dallas game and Survivor is against the spread, it's just a risky take. Like, you know, is yeah. Dak going to play or not? Yeah. Dak was supposed to play last week, warmed up, looked fine, couldn't do it. Well, what the fuck, right? What was it, like a little tightness when he was warming up? And it wasn't like they were like, oh, this is an easy game. No, this is at Minnesota. Like, it wasn't like, oh, we're 14-point favorites, just take it, play it safe. They could have lost that game. So then this week with Denver, this is an easy game, you know, easier home game against Denver. And Cooper Rush looked pretty good. So that that's heartening. And also, what if he does play, but he takes a false step and he's like, ow, something tightened up. I mean, he just doesn't seem that right. So, And I don't just, love that they won last week either. I know it always can't be perfect that way, but I mean, I would have preferred them in Survivor had they lost, you know, Sunday night, but not right. like yet they, another win. Like how many, you know, they've got to be due for an off game, you know? Right. And they're winning in Minnesota. And now, yeah, they have like an easy game. It's like an overlook game. And Denver's defense is good. Although... I mean, those cheap asses just wouldn't kick in for Von Miller's Halloween party. I mean, what the hell, dude? You got to fade a team that won't kick in for the Halloween. It's just 100K each, dude. You're going to a good party. No, it's like 100K toast. It's like 10K to go to the party. What's the big deal, dude? You're an NFL player. So that yeah. apparently that was a rumor that basically the reason he got traded is there was That's a huge funny. beef. Oh, you didn't hear that? You didn't know about I've heard that? that? I know that there's a reason, but I haven't heard these details. I, apparently, like he was going to throw this party and then they had lost like okay. four games in a row. So then he didn't want to throw it, but then they wanted to go, I think. And then he was like, okay, but you guys got to chip in because I don't even want to do this. And then they got some beef and then he got dealt. Something like that. I'm not sure what they right. exactly. Right, I think they're assuming like most of his contract too. So they just needed him to be out of there. Okay, yeah. all right. All right. Okay, yeah. so yeah. it's just yeah. hilarious. Uh, Vikings plus five and a half at Ravens. I mean, I think the Ravens, the Ravens are like way better, but the Ravens also like their defense has been terrible. They had that one good game against the chargers and we thought, Oh, the defense is back, but their defense has been bad basically all year. And the Vikings are kind of desperate, but Baltimore's a better team and they're at home. So I'm not going to use this, but I took the Ravens. Yeah, on one hand, I think coming out of a bye, I really like Baltimore's passing attack in the second half, but this is way too many points. I would have definitely fought you if you were to try to use uh, uh, physically, if you were to try to use uh, Baltimore here, because in Minnesota, you want to, you, coming off a, a horrible game, they're supposed to win off the backup quarterback. You don't like them as favorites, but I like them as dogs. And hmm. yeah, I, I like the Vikings actually. Here. We need to do a physical fight, like a serious boxing match is one of our episodes. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta gain some weight though. It's not really fair. I was fair. gonna say, yeah, I'm a lightweight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. What do you weigh now? Like 150 or something? Yeah, around there. If okay. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm like 180, yeah. 185. You know, so yeah. let's keep going. Very peaceful these days too. You're a peaceful man. You don't fight. Yeah. 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 Patriots minus four at Panthers. That might go down to might have gone down to three and a half. Uh, but I kind of warmed up. To, you, you switched. You you sent in yeah. the Patriots and you switch. I'm warming up to the Pats, man. I feel like. Okay, so, so here's my theory. This is going to take us a little bit far afield, but I, I was waiting to, to bust this out. So remember I was showing you and I went off and you didn't care because nobody cares except me about these really, really huge numbers and these functions that grow extremely quickly, like tree, three, 
Okay. Vaguely. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, so I said, you have like addition, then you have multiplication, then you have exponentiation, then you have tetration where it's like towers of exponent. And even like three to the three to the three to the three is a ridiculous number because three to the three to three to three is 7.6 trillion and three to 7.6 trillion is now a number outside the scale of anything physical in the universe. Four, three stacked just like that. It, it's crazy. The rate of growth is faster and you can go faster than that. You can have you know, hexation and pentation and, and keep going. And even faster than that, there's a, there's a uh, function called the tree series. Tree of one is one. Tree of two is three. Tree of three is a number so big, it's, you can't even describe it. It's so off the scale. It's, it's bigger than anything. So it goes one, three, you know, beyond anything you, I can't even, there's no way with you not going through a huge amount of just like learning what these symbols are that we can even have a conversation about this. And even I don't know, I, I can't have a conversation about this because apparently this number is so vast. So things grow at different speeds, right? There's things like viruses that spread. And if you don't understand like exponential growth, you won't understand the spread of a virus. It's not like three people are sick today, six tomorrow, nine on Thursday, 12. It doesn't grow linearly. It grows three, 10, a hundred, a thousand, 10,000. It grows like that, right? And so you need to as understand- the season, As the season progresses, the Patriots get better. Is that where you're going? Well, so here's, so I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So I bought some Tesla stock in June, uh, after like a donkey buying puts on it, losing four grand uh, in summer of 2020, when it was already going up, and I bought it way, way higher because I heard a quote from Elon Musk. And Elon Musk, I don't have any opinion of him. I really don't know what his deal is. But he said, the only thing that matters is the rate of innovation. He just said, the only thing that matters, the only, right, which is the growth of the function, right? Because basically you start where you start, but the rate of innovation is the, fun is the speed of the function growth. And the thing I'm describing when I'm telling you about these astronomical numbers is the rate of growth. That's how fast these things grow. Exponential, no, fuck exponential. Tetrational, hexational. These things destroy exponential the way exponential, exponential destroys linear. Okay, so I thought I'm going to buy some Tesla because he's just worried about the, the rate of innovation, not how many cars he's. I was like, oh, they don't sell as many cars as Ford. It's worth 10 times as much as Ford. How can you buy that? It's a joke. Well, the rate of innovation is faster than Ford. That's the whole thing. And if it keeps getting faster as we go on, it's, you know, basically you're going to, it's going to eat everything. That's the whole point. So I started thinking about Belichick. This comes back to it. And I started thinking, well, Belichick, just like a lot of people are great, what they do, it's not their first try that's the best. It's that they iterate really quickly. When they make something wrong, they adjust really fast. To, to be like a great quarterback, it's not to never make a mistake. It's to oh, I see what the defense is doing. I get it. I, need, I know what I need to do now to adjust quickly, not to take till the third quarter to start figuring out. If you figure out the defense fast and why you're struggling, that's, how you, that's the great. That's the great quarterbacks, the great coach. So I started thinking, maybe this is what Belichick does. This is the strength of Belichick. You look at the team, you're like, this isn't a very good team. But they start to correct faster than the other. They start to improve faster than any other coaches. And that's why Belichick- You're not a survivor of week one, so that checks out. The week one, because he's just he's just thrown it out there, whatever his game plan is, and it's not that great. And then it keeps going. And the thing is, everyone's like, oh, why are the Patriots covering at 58% over 20 years? That makes no sense. Well, because he's iterating faster. The, the book assumes an average amount of improvement, an average amount of whatever from, they say, okay, the, there's this past metrics. It gives you an average line, but he keeps beating it because he's iterating faster than the algorithm of the book provides for. So that's... The theory, and at least. And, you know, the post, it's success in the playoffs. <laughs> he, he's the greatest coach of all time and maybe in any sport. So we're not, we're not just talking about somebody who we're like assuming, oh, you know, 
Uh, Sean Payton's pretty good. Let's throw some extra points on him. This is the guy. It's not a good coach. It's the coach. So anyway, I went on this long-winded thing I wanted to talk about. This rate of growth, this rate of innovation, this rate of correction, of error. It's sort of like error correction. He makes his error correction process is more efficient than the other coaches. And he figures out what's strong and weak about his team and what needs to be done more efficiently. And so I started warming up to them against Darnold or against PJ Walker or whoever it is and lay in the wood. On one hand, the Patriots could be criticized facing the Jets twice, Houston, and the only loss to Miami. But the most important matchups to me are losses. Uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas were both life and death against them. Right? So, and, and as you said, they're only getting better. Mac Jones, that was you know, r- rookie quarterback, only getting better. So uh, I don't feel strongly about this game. As you said, I switched because it just didn't right. feel right. The home Carolina good team giving, that's a lot of points, but the quarterback could be enough. He's going to solve the quarterback and they're going to get bogged down and they're going to grind it out. And Carolina's defense is not going to have the advantage because Mac Jones will get rid of the ball quickly and they're going to run it. And they're not going to worry about, you know, the playmakers as much. One thing though, before we uh, finish that, let's take a break for a word from our sponsors. Hope that was as interesting for you as it was for us. So we don't have to use it, but I, I want to just put it out there that I would be willing to use it. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That was just a very succinct yeah. way of explaining my, yeah, uh, for sure. my pick. Yeah. Bills minus 14 and a half at Jaguars. We, I took the Jaguars. You took the Bills. Neither of us want this, right? This is a joke. Yeah. Too many points. Okay. Yeah. Browns plus two and a half at Bengals. We both took the Bengals. I don't know why it went from three to two and a half, to be honest. I mean, the OBJ thing with his dad and Mayfield, that doesn't seem positive. It just seems too weird. I, I would take the Bengals, but I feel this is a weird, a weird game. Yeah, I made it my best bet because it was under three when I sent it in to you. And it just, I don't know why that's not three points. The Bengals, horrible, you know, uh, third straight road game last week. I love the Bengals helping the survivor out, but you want to yeah, use it. I think this is a week to buy it. If it's less than three, if it's three, then we can, we can pivot. But, let's but it's just it's weird than... that it started at three and it got bet down to two and a half. Somebody's betting the Browns. The Browns are like this smash mouth team, but they have no vertical dimension at all. And, you know, and the Bengals have Chase and Higgins and they can strike fast. The Browns have the problem. Well, the Bengals defense is all right, too. So I would do. OK, fine. You want to use it? Like use it. Bengals second best point differential in the AFC despite losing last week. And they've played two more road games than at home. If it's less okay. than three, I would. I like it. Yes. OK. All right. And Browns just got a physical game against the Steelers, which often people a lot of teams don't cover after they play the Steelers. Raiders minus three at Giants. We both took the Giants. Uh, the Raiders, obviously, with that crazy Henry Ruggs thing, which is like one of the more fucked up things that's happened. I mean, all this other stuff with like Gruden and Mayfield and OBJ and all this other sort of drama stuff compared to like what happened with rugs. It's like a whole different level. You know, I don't know exactly what that's going to do, but I don't think it can be good. So uh, I'm on the giants. I, I don't feel that strongly about it though, because I think the Raiders are a good team. I just don't know how like mentally they're going to be into this after, after something like that. Yeah, no, Ruggs was really helping them out. He was getting a ton of yards per target and running this deep. I mean, in midweek, you know, lose them the, at least at minimum that game, the following game is going to be affected for sure. So, yeah. Oh, no, dude, he's going to jail. I mean, he's, there's, he, they're not going to lose him for oh, yeah. that game. They're, yeah. No, no, I, I'm saying it would affect the Raiders. Because they can't adjust yeah. so quickly. Right, right. They're like, oh, we'll give Zay Jones yes. more targets, but that's not yes. Henry Ruggs. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I got no, it. no, no, Ruggs. I was like, no, gonna, no, we'll that's it. Snap, no, he's, he's going to be in jail for like he's going 150 miles an hour and he was yeah. twice the legal limit. No, he's yeah, not yeah, going to no, get another snap. No, he, yeah, but, he's um, going to jail for like, you know, a lot, a long time. So we'll consider the Giants, but 
It's just you know the Raiders. Weird... Gonna, I just found this, and I don't care about stats that much. This is kind of nerdy. Um, the Raiders are top eight in these three stats: yards per play on offense, yards per play against on defense, and pressure rate. That's interesting no. to me. I mean, that's pressure rate factors into yards per play on defense. So it's yeah, a little okay. double counting. A little, but few teams are top eight in those three. I'll tell you that. Maybe this, that means nothing though, because my Niners are the only team that's top six in both yards uh, per play and yards per play against. So, yeah. hey, I mean, even saying DVOA, man, I'm saying yards per play. How could be right. measured? I like yards per play. Well, yards the Niners per play is only simple. Team football over top six in both defense. Well, they must. You should that? go put a huge that? futures. Put a huge futures bet on it. I mean, no, why I wouldn't you? <laughs> you say that like I haven't when they were dropping <laughs> last week. Like I haven't before. Right. Of course, of course. Funny. That is funny. You got to use you some know, of that Corbin Burns money uh, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mean, a t- uh, we'll see Burns, but no, I'm, you know what I, you I'm know mocking what I woke- you. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. Okay, you know what? I woke up this morning, I was crying about my Derrick Henry 50 to 1 MVP, and then I realized that before the season, I had 10 to 1 Jonathan Taylor rushing title ticket. Ooh, uh, so, ooh. Yeah. and now uh, that got super live all of a sudden. Very live. And how about Jonathan Taylor as, as like that pick that we were making? Number so one guy, so rest, yeah, number one. Number I have him as like number three. I think I have Cook one. I'm a little nervous about Cook, and the team's not that good, but. Cook is a monster. And then who else? Uh, and they use him so heavily. I think number two. No, I think I have Taylor too. I think it's Cook, yeah. Taylor, Cooper Cup or something. Or Devon. Look Andrew. at his schedule too. Yeah, Look at yeah. Taylor's schedule. Oh, I know. Oh, it's going to be sick. Work. I know. It's yeah. sick. So, okay. So we're on Giants, the Giants. Giants. Yeah. Okay. yeah but, uh, but yeah, who knows? Falcons plus six at Saints. I have the Saints. It's one of my better bets. I think Taysom Hill was just fine filling in for uh, Drew Brees last year. And the Saints are hard. They're a hard team, man. They're hard on both sides. They're a good defense. Their offensive line is good. Taysom Hill, I don't know if he's going to reconcuss himself uh, the way he plays, but he and Kamara, it's just the Falcons are soft. And then Ridley may not even play. So that's like, I mean, Kyle Pitts is great, but, you know, that's who they're going to, they'll put Lattimore on him or something. And I don't know. I, I think the Saints, I think the Saints are going to crush them. Dude, Derek Cardi's The Blitz projection this week has Taysom Hill scoring the, the sixth most fantasy points among quarterbacks ahead of Herbert, nice. Tyler Murray. I just picked, um, I just picked up Taysom Hurts, Hill in, uh, ahead of with all yeah. my fab, all my fab in uh, Wavos League. I just I blew it on, it, on Hill. It's the first week I'm jealous. I'm upset that I blew all my fab on Elijah Mitchell. Just I'm not upset I did that, but I mean, it's the first right. week that there's been like, oh, in Superflex, Taysom Hill would be. A, but you know who has Elijah Mitchell in that league? Oh, do you? Do you? And that one? Yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. I nice. I have yeah, Barkley so. too. And Barkley gets COVID. He's like gonna, probably going to come back from his ankle. And of course he gets COVID. He couldn't have got COVID last week and just got it over with while he was out. But then, then there's a League, League of Leagues are getting trade offers and we have Barkley and Elijah Mitchell. who's missing practice with a rib injury. How good is Mitchell though, man? That was He's so good. worth uh, it was good. Nah, it was good, good advice. You've done, I said on the exemption, I said you've done two good things right. in your life. One, put us on the Chiefs. Yeah. Two said you should go all in on Elijah Mitchell, and I was pissed. Like the next couple of weeks, I was like, "This bum is hurt. I'm never gonna get a shot." And now Trey he's Sermon only plays special teams. It's Trey Sermon, what a, a joke! Yeah. I was talking about the process with with Trey Sermon. I was like, "Oh, he's got, he's like the you know we know Moster's not gonna stay healthy, so let's get the other guy." But it's like Trey Sermon is slow, and all the Shanahan's back from Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida to Moster to Elijah Mitchell. All, to Jarek McKinnon, all these guys are like four three and run in the four threes, not four fours. Like a four four running back is fast. These guys are all in the four threes. 100%. So what the hell is he getting four point six sermon in there? It made no sense, but he picked him. Maybe you know, yeah, John know Lynch picked him into or what? Did he? Yeah, you're right though. The horrible fit. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so. Yeah. 
Let's okay, keep going. I, you can talk me into the Saints. If you want. Okay. I took the points because I'm defaulting to, to dogs uh, this year, big time. Um, but um, I, I could see it. Sure, I could see. Okay. it. Okay. All right. Chargers minus I mean, it's one. Pretty half. impressive beating the Bucks. Going to you know, I got some absolutely positively barbaric QB QB play. You know, last yeah, week. Yeah, totally. He did look a little evolved from the last time we saw. It he wasn't quite as uncivilized as I remember. But yeah. Brady, I mean that that dude pulled the fucking rivers in the. That thing, you got the ball with the final drive. You just need a field goal to win, and you go fucking full rivers. I mean, you yeah. never go, you never do that. I don't think he should make the Hall of Fame now. I think, I think he's in the rivers category as Hall of the Very Good. Yeah. yeah so that's a, that's a... I think the Saints are legit, and, but I, and I think Hill is, is definitely better than Simeon. Okay. Chargers minus one and a half at Eagles. We both have the Chargers. You know, I would have loved this a couple of weeks ago and, and taking the Eagles off that blowout. I, I like fading them off that blowout. I mean, but the Chargers don't look right. They're like the poor man's Chiefs. The Ravens' defense has sucked. They sucked the next week against the Bengals after they sucked all year. And the one game they looked dominant was against the Chargers. And then the Chargers last week play the Patriots and get totally dominated. I mean, I was watching that. Uh, and I have Herbert in a bunch of leagues. And I'm like, dude, nobody's open. He's just like chucking the ball. And there's just, it's just not there. So I don't know. Maybe it's a good buy low. What do you think about the Chargers? I just want to say none of us can beat the pun. Jeff Erickson on XM today said that uh, Cole Beasley gave the Bills offense a shot in the arm. Don't think yeah. I didn't catch that. That was a good yeah. one. So the, yeah. uh, Joe Lombardi is bringing the Drew Brees dink and dunk offense to the Chargers, like I said, was a worry before the season to you like 10 times. And that's what's right. happening. You see his average uh, is dot. It's, it's below bottom. Well, no, but it really. was, he was targeting Mike Williams down the field early I know, in the season. What happened? Okay. What happened? I don't know. It's a play yeah. calling. It's not, I mean, so anyway, this was an issue that I, I was, you're trying to turn Dan COVID. Marino. You're trying to turn Dan Marino into late stage Drew Brees. That's not what you do. You know, you, you got to go with where the talent is. It's weird, man. No, it is super weird. Um, yeah, I would stay away from that game. They, uh, the Eagles are winless at home this year, but who's? I have no clue. Good call with them last week, by the way. Decent call on that one. Oh, hold on. I've been ready for this. Uh, I have this note down. Do you know that Dan Marino once went an entire season uh, being sacked just six times, and he went 19 straight games without being sacked? I did not 19 know that. 19 straight games, Dan Marino. He had that really quick release. He'd just be like, soon, and the ball would just like flick out of his hand at like 100 miles an hour. Like He didn't wind up at all. He would just flick his wrist but i mean what a different sport though 19 straight games without a sack and he's yeah. leading the league in passing while doing so yeah. and that's wild anyway no, right, he was continue. he was he was sick uh he was one of the most fun guys to watch too so you know probably- you know i met him we had an event with him at yahoo years ago in in new york and uh he, he's like i made uh jim carrey's career oh, oh because so you don't get ace ventura, ace ventura. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah 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 sorry he handled it better but the way he said it was yeah anyway yeah sorry yeah. a pop culture joke my bad sorry pop culture uh, i do know he's ventura but i haven't seen okay. it unlike right. you i haven't watched it recently okay, okay go all on. right packers plus seven and a half at chiefs i mean i you know whatever i i like the packers but you know jordan love was at the same place that rogers was so could be blake bortles coming in i would take the packers if i had to pick because the Chiefs are a broken team. Like that game against the Giants, the Giants didn't have Barkley. They didn't have Galladay. Tony got banged up. Shepard got hurt. They had nothing. And yet it was life and death in their own building. I mean, the Chiefs suck. I mean, they're just, the Super Bowl hangover is real. They're a broken team. The Giants played their C plus game with, and they were depleted and they still almost won that game. Yeah, no, before the Rodgers news, I, um, I, this was my second favorite bet of the week. I had you erase a parenthetical saying I also like the Packers this week because, um, yeah, I agree with you. The Chiefs are, are in trouble. They have fewer than – Mahomes fewer than six yards per attempt in three of the last four games. I don't know if he's hiding an injury. There's some speculation. Clearly, Kelsey and Hill are both banged up. So, um, 
Derek Gore, man, he looked like a he looks like an, their best running back. I'm kind of interested in him as like a completely cheap DFS option minimum this week now with them uh, seven point favorites. But I take the point still, even with the Jordan Love unknown. Yeah, me too. Derek Gore is played the way that announcers imagined that Frank Gore was playing the last five years before he retired. Okay. Cardinals minus one at Niners. I like the Niners here. Uh, Murray's banged up. And Murray is, to me, the kind of guy who's very sensitive to being banged up. Like, if he's healthy, he can be dangerous. When he's not quite healthy, I think he's a liability. Like, you saw him in the second half last year with the shoulder. If he's on a gimpy ankle... I think the Niners are going to take him apart. They almost beat them with Trey Lance in a gimmick offense a couple weeks ago. I would use the Niners. So I heard you shitting on Frank Gore's Hall of Fame candidacy, and I just want to say it probably doesn't matter too much because he's going to make it. He's going to make it. I just want just want to say he was an awesome, awesome blocker. For what it's worth, I know running backs don't block that much, but but for what it's worth, I just heard you saying that. I just wanted yeah. to throw that in there. He was he was a, a damn good blocker. The, speaking of winless at home, so are the 49ers, 1-10 the last 11 games at Levi's. But, yeah, I don't know Murray's status. Very up in the air. Same with Hopkins and A.J. Green went on the COVID. Well, A.J. Green, free about A.J. Well, Green. Well, right, but if it's a, a depth issue, too, Green or out. Well, no, I think it would be better because they would use Rondell Moore if he doesn't fumble yeah, five right times. you probably about that. And, you know, they get Kirk and Moore and some of the young guys. But, but yeah, Hopkins was big. I mean, Hopkins in that Packers game was like, that's the only guy who's good. The other guys are, I mean, I think Moore has like upside, but, you know, Kirk is okay and AJ Green's done. And if, if he and I think he and Hopkins are both kind of gimpy. And so I like the Niners. You know, Kittle should be back. So um, I, last week I was, so, they were losing in the fourth quarter to the Bears, yep. but they, they got it done. But um, yeah. cool. So if you want to use them, whatever okay. you could. Let's use the Niners. Okay. Titans plus seven effort Rams. I took the Titans, but I'm a real Derrick Henry matters guy. I, I mean, I think it's the right play to go seven and a half, but they, you know, Jalen Ramsey, if, if he checks AJ Brown and Julio is either banged up or not playing, Mike Frable gets this team ready, but. Titans defense isn't very good. I don't know. Stafford's a little banged up too, though. But I think they can both be true. Guys like McCaffrey and Derrick Henry really do matter. Super, super important. But Tennessee can also just rely more on guys like AJ Brown and maybe Julio plays and and Tannehill's efficiency is YPA drops, but they still put up points. You know, and this spread is kind of. I feel like it. It moved. Maybe if Henry plays, it's less than three. But either way, I don't really want to touch. I'm no, I think Henry plays. It's like five and a half. Is what I. That's mean. what I meant. Two or three points is what I meant. Okay. The, yeah, the, yeah. I meant. I meant moving. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I, I took the points, but the Rams are so damn good. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to go against them. So okay. And then we both took the Bears. I don't love this. I mean, the Steelers could kill them. It just seems like Justin Fields has kind of turned the corner where um, he's not Zach Wilson anymore. He's actually a quarterback. And just having a viable quarterback against that Steelers shitty offense, you know, I think it'll be a game. And it just seems like that's a kind of a big line. So I took the Bears, but I don't feel strongly about that one. Yep, I agree with you there. So if we three agree on Miami, Cincinnati, and the Niners, and you kind of want to push for New England, and I kind of want to push for Minnesota, I could see a five that I've written down. Okay. But we also have the Saints as a possibility. Oh, you like the Saints too? Okay, yeah. But I, I might, I might take the Saints. Yeah, I, I would, I would consider the Saints instead of New England, and, and I have to use New England now because I spent so much time making yeah, that yeah, very. Yeah. Uh, I started yeah, yeah. using some very crazy logic to get to New England, so I got to use New England now. No, they. I mean, they look. I mean, they're point differentials, the the best of all uh, four and four teams. I mean, they're yeah. Belichick, man. Yeah, I yeah, you. yeah. All right, so we're done with that Survivor. Okay, so here's the thing. There's two schools of thought here, right? One is don't take Dallas because we need them for Thanksgiving. They're gonna Dallas is hosting the Raiders on Thanksgiving, which is not a gimme, by the way, but 
you know, assuming Dak is healthy, Dallas will be like six and a half, seven point favorites over the Raiders. If we were to, you know, play that game today, maybe not even, maybe six, right? I mean, it's going to be something like that. And then you got the Bears Lions. The Bears are at the Lions. So is that right? Yeah, it's always in Detroit. And so that game, I mean, the Fields takes another step and the Bears get good. I mean, that could be, you know, Bears minus four and a half. It could be, but it could also be like a pick them or, you know, Bears minus two and a half or something like that, depending on how those teams go. And then you've got uh, the Bills are at the Saints, which right now that's like a pick them. Okay. Or maybe Bills minus two or something, but it's very 50-50. So you're really looking at Dallas as that team that you want to save for that Thanksgiving. But they may not be that much better than the bears if at all, especially if Dak is banged up, they may only be like four and a half. If the Raiders, you know, keep playing well, maybe less than that, but let's just say Dallas is like seven and a half, eight. Let's say like it goes the other way, Dallas eight and a half. Let's say just be positive. And everybody knows this Thanksgiving thing's coming up and they all, you know, you end up with 70% on Dallas. And then we're like, well, we got to take the bears if they're minus two and a half and Dallas is 70% owned at eight and a half. We have to do it, right? We just have to suck it up and we're a team of destiny. So it may be better to fade Dallas anyway. And if we're going to fade Dallas, then we want to use them if, if it's the optimal play. Now, I'm not convinced necessarily that it's better than Miami straight up. I'm not convinced of that yet. But I do think we need to consider that because I, because I just don't, I think most people are going to not take Dallas. I don't think they're going to take them. And I want to look at, I was looking at the uh, survivor oh. contest on the, uh, the matrix availability. And I'm going to pull that up right now. 98.1% 98, 98, have Dallas. Right. Nobody wants to use up Dallas. Of course, everybody's got Miami available. There's 50, 54% have Buffalo available. So, right. so, you know, a lot of people are just going to take Buffalo this week. I mean, that's just against Jacksonville. I think that that's going to be the main, I think, you know, out of that 54, like 48 are going to take Buffalo. You know, so that's the, the biggest pot odds play. But then I think nobody's going to be on Dallas. And I don't think, I think some people be on Miami because this is obviously the, the one chance to use Miami. You got to go, you know, 20 weeks with the Christmas and Thanksgiving day in 18 weeks. So you want to use up a team like Miami if you can. I think no one's going to be on Dallas. Take, Buffalo, to be clear, we use Buffalo. So that's, we and, can't and use right them. now the, the look ahead line is Buffalo minus three in New Orleans is what I see. That's not great, but we're not worried. I'm not worried about Buffalo for Thanksgiving. I, it was for, it was for me, it was more that Chicago you know, minus three, I see too. Chicago minus three, but that one, you know, is going to move a little bit based on fields and, and you know, if golf uh -huh. gives way to blow or whatever. Different, no, fair. You know. I know. I'm just really pointing out the reason we're talking Dallas here is real. Yeah. I mean, and I just two seconds ago was talking about the Raiders ranking top eight in like three really right. Really interesting no, no, don't fuck with the Raiders. I mean, the two games without John Gruden, maybe total anecdotal, but they average like 31 and a half points. And Josh Jacobs is, is saying, wow, it was really something. A guy not screaming at the refs, cursing at all of us, every little mistake we made. It right. really was tangibly different. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes those old school coaches are good for a bit, but they, they, people tune them out. They get checked out and you need, need new blood and it might not last for more than the discipline might fall apart in, you know, a year, but maybe for this Dak, run, this is what they need. Dak's hurt. Dak could be hurt. Like, I mean, dealing with these hurt injuries here. I right. mean, I don't, I'm open to this. Okay. I'm open. But here's the other argument. We could take Miami who we're never going to use again, probably. Uh -huh. no, and I don't like to, I don't save teams. I want to just get through, but you know, if we take Miami, we take Miami. And then in Thanksgiving, we have Dallas. We'll still fade them and take the Bears. I mean, if 80%, like, just because we have Dallas doesn't mean we have to donkey into them if, if the pot odds totally. say to get off of them. So having Dallas is better than having Miami left because we don't have to use Dallas on Thanksgiving. 
even next week they're 10 point favorites at home against the Falcons. Like who, I mean, we could use them there. Right. Exactly. We'll see. And we'll see a week of how Dak plays. So I don't really care about saving teams for next week. Cause again, like Dak could be out for the year. Right, 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 right. Anything can happen. Yeah. And let's say the the Packers were huge favorites this week and you, and you save them. They're not because they're an arrowhead, but, Mm -hmm. and then Rogers gets COVID. I mean, this is going to be bananas with the COVID stuff. So I'm leaning Miami right now, to be honest. I think Miami will have like 30%. Here, here's my guess. Almost 50 on the Bills, 48, because 54 have them. I just think you're going to want to use them. And then Miami's going to have like 25 or something like that. And then Dallas will have almost none because people want to keep them for Thanksgiving. And then there'll be some other teams like uh, nobody really has the Rams left. And even if they did, that's just not the one they're going to use at 15%, but they're not going to use it. I'm looking at the other squads. What was the other one I had that was kind of right there? There's a bunch of them that are about the same, you know, like Baltimore or there's 77% at Baltimore. It's probably not the one they're going to use them for, but. Well, Pittsburgh or New Orleans are the teams that we could consider ourselves. Right. Again, I think these are all going to be low owned Pittsburgh, New Orleans and Dallas. I think Miami will be the highest of those just because I think, and I could be wrong that people are like, okay, we got to go 20 weeks if necessary, and we need to just burn Miami now because the only time we can use them. And you, you're not going to have a great matchup in week 20 when you've used 19 of the teams. It's going to get thin. Right, I guess. And then, Mike, what do we do if Tyrod Taylor gets is starting? It's less attractive, for sure. But we're a team of destiny. I almost feel like, like I hated the Chiefs. I hated that game. I didn't like it from the beginning. I didn't like it when I was watching it. But it doesn't really matter that we didn't like it. It doesn't matter that it was close. It's over. And you know what? I am so glad we used up the Chiefs. It's a great, oh, it's yeah. a great time to use them. I don't want to deal with that team at all. Uh-oh. So that's all you need, right? So if Tyra, you know, we don't need to win by, we don't need to cover. I want to cover because I'm 8-0 and it's my best bet. I want to go 9-0. But for this purpose, Team of Destiny, we don't need to cover. We just need to, you know, gut it out. So if it's Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, you know, I mean, Tyrod Taylor is not Joe Montana. You know, he's Tyrod Taylor. I mean, right. normally that's not no, something you would be that afraid of. Don't put it in yet, though. Uh, no, 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 no. And we, especially with COVID going crazy. Oh, no, no. We got to we got to go. Yeah, no, yeah. dude, I'm telling you with this seasonality, this is the time where it's going to get really bonkers. The Bills, I mean, I think you got to use the Bills if you have them this week. I, I can't imagine going down to another tier of team to save the Bills. Maybe some people will, but I would imagine they would use them. Well, the fact they're, they're, they play on Thanksgiving, maybe some people will, will want to. But they're a road team in, in New Orleans, yeah, so it's, it's like saving them for that. It actually does make sense, though, to save the Bills and to save the Bears. I mean, not like you want to use the Bears, but because you want to be able to pivot off of Dallas and get the pot odds, and those are the two favorites in the other games. So. And New Orleans is down, you know, to its backup quarterback. So, yeah, exactly. Anything else you got on your mind? Um, no, no, nothing sports. We've talked plenty here. Um, nothing. No. Oh, just real quickly. I um, I did order a new uh, Sure uh, mic, the setup, the expensive one. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but um, so next week, hopefully, I will sound as good as you, and as far as quality moving forward. Um, figure I might as well do it, even though I use it for some fearless forecast videos for Yahoo, but I'll, I'll always have it for this, this pod moving forward. Cause I'd use a different device for that. But anyway, the sure, I, I looked down on my phone on Sunday and Stillwater, still whatever the company's call was, was on it. And I answered it and, and he started talking to me about the, the, the microphone. He said, where, what did I get it for? And I'm like a, a podcast. And he's like, what podcast? And I don't know if he was going to, you know, before I started saying real man, I'm like, Hey, sir, I'm like, I, I write about the NFL for a living. It was like right during the end of things. And the guy's like, fine. And hung up on me. Like, dude, 
I don't know if they planted some device or what, but the customer service I got on this, this was like, it was just a surprise. They called me on what? a Sunday. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I covered the NFL and the guy's like, fine. And then hung up on me. What Jesus. the fuck? Yeah. I know. Jesus. I mean, yeah. Anyway, so that's really all I have this week. So do you have any, uh, do you have any, uh, yeah. What do you got? So the only thing I was going to say, a couple things. One is, um, remember I was talking about NFTs a couple weeks ago. Um, I was, I'd read some stuff about them and I asked some, uh, Bitcoiners, hardcore maxis, you know, say, well, you know, NFTs, shit coins, what do you think? And they were like, they're Pokemon for people who are too rich and too immature to get into Pokemon. And then another guy sent me a link to a site where there's two identical JPEGs. And he's like, which one's the original? I, I don't know. You know, and they're like totally mocking it. I will say one thing. And again, I don't know enough to say it's bullshit, but whenever I read about anything on Ethereum and I'm, I'm a little lazy and my focus is not maybe what it was when I was 30 or something. I just don't really understand what the fuck they're talking about. I kind of understand. I kind of get it sort of what they're trying to say, but it always seems like some mumbo jumbo. It's like trying to convince you of something. Like I, I feel like everybody can learn more about Bitcoin because it goes very deep, but I feel like I understand the basic technical way in which it works, what it does, why it's important what the game theory is as, as to why it should catch on, why everybody's incentivized to use it. I mean, I understand the proposition, what it replaces, why it's necessary. This other shit, like I sort of get what they're saying, but I sort of really don't get what they're saying. And every time I, and I always read these articles like, oh, this is, everyone's like, this is the shit, this article about Ethereum and how it's going to do this computing shit, this world computing and this token shit. And I'm always like reading it. I'm like, I don't really understand the shit. Maybe I'm just haven't dived in deep enough. It feels like it sounds kind of smart, like around the, it's kind of refers to something kind of cool sounding. And then other people are buying it and it's going up in value, all this stuff. So everyone's like, this is the shit. And then everybody convinces themselves because they, they've kind of figured out how to make money on it or something that it's something. But I just don't fundamentally understand why it's necessary. Like, why do we need JPEGs to replace art? I'm not saying why it couldn't replace art or maybe I'm totally wrong, but like, why who gives a fuck? What is the point of this? Why do we need this? I remain agnostic. Uh, there's smart people I know that are totally believers and vice versa. So I, I remain agnostic uh, as far as uh, pretty much all, all of that other than Bitcoin. Um, stock to flow is pretty crazy how, how I know that it has its, its critics, but it's crazy that this month closed so close to what, what's been predicted. Well, I, I think stock to flow is crap. And I think we talked about that before, but I'm not saying I know for sure the Ethereum-based stuff and the JPEGs are crap. I just, or NFTs and all that. I just- The more you look into it, the more you're no, still like, don't- The more I don't it. really quite get it. And yeah. I don't really see okay. why. And like, and again, like my focus, I'll read these articles and I'll start to glaze. I'll be like, what the fuck are you even talking about? But I understand if somebody got like some Bitcoin podcast and they weren't already halfway in, they might be like, what the fuck is this they're even talking? Like sure. I could see, I could see myself now getting introduced to Bitcoin and taking a long time to really- Get it, I think, but maybe not. I think it's more clear. These things I just don't fucking understand. The, I tried to explain it to Heather and, I, and some other people. We were having some drinks and I realized like, I just couldn't do a good job explaining it because I truly did not understand it myself. You, explaining something is how you, decide, how you find out if you understand it. And if you can't explain it, uh, you don't really understand it. And yeah. that was kind of what I figured out. Proof of work versus proof of stake, right? Something like, like that. Proof of stake, like what the fuck? I mean, I, I don't know yeah. what this shit. Uh, proof of work is just electricity that you know needs to be expended to guess the number to mine the mm -hmm. block. Each block successfully builds on that, so it's not just the electricity for that block. It's all the preceding blocks that have that work built in that secures the the. I mean, I, I 
feel like I understand it to a decent extent. The other shit, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Most yeah, of the people that... I saw a clip. It's Vitalik talking about how uh, fees, the transaction fees, complain about Bitcoin years ago, and now I guess that the fees are like through the roof right now for Ethereum. I'm not quite the gas fee, the gas. That. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that shit is. I'm like, oh, it's a hundred dollars for gas to send a hundred dollars with this. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. And maybe I'm just lazy, and other people can. Uh, but it just feels scammy, like you know, some fin complex financial product. Like when you're younger, and they're selling you some complex hedging instrument with future, you know, with like annuities and this, and you're like, what the fuck are you really selling me? What the fuck is this? It's like just mumbo jumbo. And a lot of these pump and dump things, scams, as you, I mean, it's, it's, it, there's a big difference between crypto and Bitcoin. And yeah. obviously I hate crypto. Yeah, when people yeah. are like crypto. No, it's crypto. Shut up with crypto. There's Bitcoin. And then there's yeah. some other shit. What's the, what's the Senator from Wyoming, Cynthia Loomis. She said, yeah. I think she said like Bitcoin is a commodity and all the other things are securities. They're basically tokens issued from private co corporations. You know, it's sort of like, yeah, I could have, uh, you know, Listcoin and I can issue it and I decide how much is in the supply and whatever. And you copy the code, not that I could do it, but you know, somebody could do it. And it's just a corporation that I'm issuing you know, shares of stock in their securities. Hey, as much as I wanted my guy, Andrew Yang, to become the next mayor of New York, did I told you that he follows me on Twitter, Liz? Um, Eric yes, Adams, Eric Adams is a big win for us this week. You know, he's, he's like going to make Bitcoin the center of, like the smart. City, uh, center of the of the United States or whatever. That's not bad. Having New York City be the epicenter of it. That's a decent city to, to be championing it. It's great. No, that dude, uh, good for him. Yeah, I'm glad that dude won. He and the mayor of Miami, mayor of oh, Miami yeah, of had yeah. to delete a tweet. Did you know he had to delete a tweet? Because Elon no, Musk made a joke. He made a joke, like something like he was going, wanted to put the Paycheck. Tesla Institute of Technology and Science or something. Like, I don't know what it was, but it spelled tits. And the mayor quote tweeted and was like, let us know, do it in Miami, you know, or something like that. And then like he realized <laughs> right. that like, he totally yeah. realized that, that uh, yeah. dude, like, no, no, no he's, <laughs> you don't want yeah. that in Miami. So so right. Funny. And so he had to delete his tweet because everyone was dunking on him. They obviously screenshotted it. So that's just hilarious. Oh, that's but, good. That's good. That's funny, man. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, no, dude. It's it's uh yeah, no, it's like it's uh I mean the banks are getting involved now big time. The more you if you really follow it, uh they're they're all, you know, the it's 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 interesting stuff. Anything else you got? Yeah, new album called The War from the War on Drugs. Really, really good music. If you're into good music, check out the new album War War on Drugs. And uh Squid Games, I finally watched. Loved it, man. I, I really loved it. Very, very entertaining. And um, but there was like deep metaphorical stuff. And I like how they tied it. I, I was a fan, man. I was a big fan. Yeah, I liked it too. And I hope it's like everyone, I feel weird like if I'm going to rank it number one because it was so popular, but it was probably the most fun I had. I mean, it was the most enjoyed. Now, Curb is just starting in succession, but yeah, it was great. Great, great call. And, and I agree with you. It was really, really, really well done. Yeah, Heather was like, oh, you're not going to like it because everyone's talking about it. And I, I liked it. What am I going to say? It was good. Yeah, what are you um, going to say? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. totally. And I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying impeachment and just learning so many things that I forgot as a kid from the Clinton trial that's just blowing my mind. But anyway, that, that's all okay. I got for the pop culture stuff. All right, man. Team of Destiny, dude. I mean, it's, there's no point. I mean, we'll, we'll come out with our thing. We'll talk about it, you know, on uh, XM tomorrow. And that's, it is what it is. We're going to do it. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll definitely have to solidify this tomorrow. But uh, dude, that was, I, I would have to say that we probably got our money's worth just a little bit more out of this survivor buy-in than we have the super contest. Dude, I've got people tweeting little. at me. They're saying, dude, I don't know what this crazy survivor thing is, but he's like, I'm, I'm watching these games just to see if you guys win. 
this is like a thing, you know, it's six mil and we're winning. We're a team of destiny. All right. So just we'll, we'll figure it out. No, you kept, so you were, you were all worried about the Jets. I don't know if you were, you were, I think you were trying a little reverse jinx with that, but you were like, oh, Jet showed up to play defense today. I'm like, I know, man. I'm telling you, Mike White. Then when they're like down double digits, I'm like, really, it's not going to happen. But that was sick. Anyway, that was a fun game. I was saying the Bengals are going to cover. It's over. This is over. But I was, you know, I've always got to, I'm always playing at two levels. Like I'm serious, but I'm not serious. But I'm kind of serious, but I'm not totally serious. So, you know, that's why I get into some fights sometimes, you know, about the Gettle chat. I'm kind of serious, but I'm not really serious, but I'm sort of serious. Uh, and people don't really... They're not really in on the level of the joke that I'm at at the particular no, moment. No, but uh, no doubt. No. Anyway. All right, man. All right, man. Later, Liz. All right, man. Take Later. care. Later.